Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't you love it when these guys start putting things out on social media to say bye-bye and thanking everybody? Now, Dansby did this after the Braves made the decision to not pay him what was market value. I get that. But Derek Carr's still on the Raiders. And uh, he has put out his statement, Mike, about thanking all Raiders fans. Here's the thing, and I, and I, I want to check. I want to read this real quick because I think this is interesting. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. NFL Blitz is on the way. Also, Josh Kendall from The Athletic. We're going to talk to him here in about 20 minutes because we want to talk to him about what's going on with our Falcons. But, Mike, if a team is to trade four. Derek Carr, 2023, base salary is $32.9 million. He gets a $100,000 workout bonus. That equals $33 million cap hit. Why would you do that? If you trade for him, you got to pick up 2024. His salary might goes to $41 million. If you do that, that also means you're picking up his salary for 2025. It's $41.2 million base salary with a $100,000 workout uh, bonus, $41.3 million. The point is, guys, this would be like us trading for Matt Ryan again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now, I'm not comparing them because the ages and all of that. I'm simply saying, why not just wait for the Raiders to release him? Yeah. And the only other way you would do that, and again, why would a general manager do this, is you'd have to give up so much in draft picks, and then you'd have to uh, organize, get the agent involved, and then you restructure his contract to take it on. And that's and that has happened before. But, yeah, there's no reason to. You just let the market even out, and then you go sign him for, uh, for pennies on the dollar based on that contract, which he just got. And everything was looking nice and rosy when they had the interim head coach in there. And then Josh Daniels came in and tried to reinvent the wheel with the Raiders. And the rest is history. They blew all those leads and brought Devontae Adams in. And now he, there's rumors he wants to be traded if Carr's out. Although, uh, And he's got a no trade, right? Yeah, it's a train wreck. It is. Uh, more on this as we move along. I know Mike and I were watching the weather. We were telling you guys we started the show to be weather aware. Uh, Mike mentioned tornadoes in Alabama. All that stuff is mm. coming our way, okay? Now, doesn't mean that we're going to get the same uh, weather or have the same effects, but uh, just be weather aware, man, wherever you're at. I, I know, for example, in Marietta and Cobb, all the after-school activities and stuff canceled today. They just don't want to take any chances. It's the right thing to do because we got these storms blowing in, but we don't, we're don't. we not trying to scare you. We're just trying to keep you up to date to what's going on. Yeah, there were some pretty uh, pretty apparently devastating storms that touched down uh, the cell you, talk, you and I were talking about during the commercial break outside of Selma and through Selma, Alabama, so you'll see some of that on the news tonight. But just be aware, guys, because it does, It's again, it's one of those typical you know, horizontal, uh, sort of diagonal lines of storms that are coming and basically cover all of metro Atlanta. All right, with that, Chris, let's get to an NFL blitz. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. All right, I want to put a little something on this Miami game this weekend. Yeah, they're going to Buffalo, man. I, I think uh-huh. I like the Dolphins. Who is starting at quarterback, Mike McDaniel? As a result, we will be approaching the game today, the Wednesday game, as Skylar Thompson as our starting quarterback. Never Bruh. mind. Never Bruh. mind. So um, we're going to uh, go with Skylar. Bruh. 
Never hey, mind. Bro, I'm your outside the box coaching hire. Bro. Well, I love how he said today. What he's like making it uh, specific. We know Tua's not playing full. The game today. <laughs> today. So, hey, Wait, man. Come on. I tell you what, bro. Today. You know what? You should get on the horn. Talk to, uh, you know, Cole Marino. Get Danny Boy up there. You'd be a better option than Skylar Thompson. <laughs> what? This is, I mean, you've worked your entire butt off in the season to get to this moment to mm-hmm. have two of the most uncompelling playoff games. It's a damn shame. And the Ravens, we know, it's, it's Anthony Brown. Tony Brown, downtown Tony Brown, if uh, Tyler Huntley can't go and he's got apparently a shoulder issue, it's a shame, you know, and the Dolphins lost those six games in a row. And oh, by the way, now again, much of this is being driven by pro football talk, but it's been out there. Will you revisit, if you're Stephen Ross, a man who has no scruples, who has, you know, let's be honest, no code, Right? would you blow out that coach and then go bring in Sean Payton and then go reach out to Tom Brady? And try to make a run of it because you've got a pretty good defense. You got a lot of weapons. You got great wide receivers. Although Tua, he had the he had the highest yards per completion before he had the concussion stuff. So, are you and by the way, I know I'm asking you three questions. First things first, what are you going to do with Tua and his contract? How are you going to play that? Well, he's the under game today. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. He's under contract, but I'm going to get another quarterback, and I may go draft another quarterback. Um, because the long-term viability of where your franchise is, whether you go get Tom Brady or not, you still you still have to think about Tua's health. And if Tua's not going to do that, meaning he's cleared and he wants to play and we're only doing this holding him out because the NFL is telling us to do that, you're not going to do that all next season. Mm-hmm. Um, if, in fact, he's still there, and I mean still there, meaning you don't go get somebody else. Mike, you got to go draft a quarterback. And Stephen Ross, by the way, I've heard from sources in the NFL, he's ready to cut the check. Right. He's ready to cut the check if that situation comes and and is viable for him to, to possibly pull off. Meaning Sean Payton wants to come, Tom Brady wins or doesn't win a Super Bowl, and they want to hook up. Rumor is he's ready to cut the check. Tyler. Mm. We'll see. Meanwhile, Jets part ways with OC Mike LaFleur. Uh, the Jets were terrible in their last games. Chris, I don't have to tell you this. I think they scored, what, no more than six points in the last three weeks of the season. So this is the kind of change, Mike, that happens Robert Sala, he's not getting fired, but he gets his OC to step away, and apparently there's a mutual understanding. LaFleur will work somewhere else, but that Jets offense was abysmal. Yeah, but how much do you put on LaFleur and how much do you put on the creep Zach Wilson? Squinch face creep. <laughs> the creep. Cobra Kai. <laughs> he was awful. I mean, he's, you, you, you drafted. You, by the way, high five. You and me on that one. We said this guy was going to be a total buster. Um, Everybody got enamored with his, his workout when he, right. he had his pro day, BYU. Do you remember that? I even think we had it on here. And people were like, oh, wow. He wasn't the best player on the field when they had to travel in that week, in that shortened week to play Coastal Carolina, if that should have told you something. So uh, getting back to LaFleur, he takes it in the shorts. You got to get the quarterback situation right. But uh, it just seems like they, they got weapons. They got pieces. They've had, again, Carl, when you're picking first or second every year for 10 years, you kind of have a nice team around you. No doubt about it. Guys, it wasn't even his combine. It was one throw. It was the throw where he ran across the field. Oh, across, across his body. His body. Down, down the field to the receiver. Right. And he caught it. And then everybody popped. Well, why do you sound like you're in a tunnel, first of all? What's going on You're on, on your mic axis. What's wrong with you? Uh, are you speaking into the mic? I can barely hear you. Hello, hello. There hello, we go. Hello, say hello. that. Say that again for well, our audience. Listen, I don't want to throw. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But this microphone, to use one of Mike Bell's words, is very flaccid. <laughs> so we have to. So we have to prop it up. Okay. In so, the studio. And for young broadcasting students out there, basically what we're suffering from right now, Chris has a flaccid Sennheiser. <laughs> 
That's that's the technical term. Chris was saying it was the one throw across his body. Right. That everyone got ju- yes. juiced for. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Hey, uh, we're going to talk to Josh Kendall coming up here at 320. Let's hear from Jerry Jones. Because everybody's wondering if Mike McCarthy doesn't get the job done Monday night against the Tampa Bay Bucks, is he going to be fired? No. I don't even want to. Uh, no. That's it. I, I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but I've got uh, – a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. Like what? <laughs> he said the team wasn't Mike, ready. He's last fun to year. eat lunch with Mike. Uh, Mike McCarthy. I will continue to uh, evaluate him. Uh, Jerry, for God's sakes, man, this guy wasn't the answer. We all knew this was. This was like John Fox going to the Bears. This is like such. This was so predictable. I just you like knew this how, guy was going to do Jack. How he says no so definitively. No. 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 You're not firing him? Again, no. You ran with Jerry. You did Jason Garrett five years too long. You picked this guy, the most uncompelling hire. I mean, this this is why the Cowboys are never going to win a Super Bowl as long as Jerry is pulling the strings. It just is what it is. Even if the Bucks win by three touchdowns, you're not going to let him go? No. <laughs> okay. He's my, he's my coach today and uh, my coach tomorrow. I, I don't believe it, but we'll see. And, I get, you know, Jerry, I think he's he knows – if he says that, Mike, it becomes the story. There's no way you can like, roll this back. Everything is trending so wrong for the Cowboys. And look, this Bucks game, this is Monday night game. Is The TV numbers on this Monday night game is going to be unbelievable. For all the things we just said, the Dolphins game is not going to do well. Obviously, the Ravens-Bengals don't do well. But this game is going to be, I mean, this might be the record, I think, for a playoff, uh, for a wild card or, or wild card round. So here's the deal. You got 11 touch, 11 interceptions from Dak in seven weeks. Yeah, Carl. Yep. You've got uh, a Tom Brady who's coming off. You know, again, he, was, he they pulled the plug on him here in Atlanta the week before. He looked pretty good with Mike Evans. So that's going to be I, in Tampa. He's never lost to the Cowboys. What do you think? No. So, <laughs> stop, Jerry. Uh, go check out the podcast. By the way, in the mm-hmm. huddle, Baldy was talking about this today. We were getting into this. Um, and you can find it wherever you get your podcast. And we were talking about the perception of Dallas right now, Mike, and what they are and what most people believe. I think, Mike, because it was the last game of the season, it just looks worse. But I got to tell you guys, the defense is not great right now. They've got some issues. Mm-hmm. And that's the concern if you are a Cowboy fan to say, well, that could, could get right. They didn't run the ball great last week, all that stuff. But, Mike. The defense right now has an issue at left corner. I'm telling you guys, and that is more of a concern because Tom Brady exploits those kinds of things. Eighth in total passing yards allowed the Cowboys, so they're top ten pass defense, but to your point, not healthy necessarily. Not necessarily. And they're they're bringing in guys off the street right now. Mm. I'm not talking about Diggs. He plays the other side. But that would be the concern. I don't know, Mike. If you're asking me right now on Thursday, would I pick the Cowboys to win this game? I'm 50-50. Yeah. And, and, again, with McCarthy, I just – you and I have talked about this uh, for many years. And there, like, there were some some reasons that he couldn't. He was under contract with the Saints. But Sean Payton, to me, was the answer for the Cowboys for so many years. And now i got to be honest, Dak Prescott doesn't fit the bill. Dak Prescott does not look like a guy who's ever going to lead you to a Super Bowl in Dallas. And I thought he was a couple of years ago. Well, they paid him like, like yeah. he is or, or was. Uh, David Shaw interviews for the Broncos job. David Shaw, longtime coach at Stanford. He was there 16 years. I love what he said. Because they asked him about being burnt out and why he quit. And he was like, no. 16 years to run a program is just a long time. In this day and age with all that goes on, Mike, there are no off days. Ask Kirby Smart. Right. It's a grind. And so he was like, look, 
I just needed something new, and he interviews for the, the Broncos job. He was in the NFL, guys, if you didn't know this about David Shaw, from 97 to 2005. It's not like this is new to him. So going back to the NFL might be the right move for him. He's with the Eagles, the Ravens, Mike, the Raiders. Still run the young guy. Absolutely. So we'll see. I'm not telling he's the front-runner for the Broncos job because, again, everybody's asking to interview Sean Payton and who wouldn't want Payton, but I just think Payton's going to sit back and, and see – you know, who's willing to pay him the most money. We're going to talk to our man Albright in uh, Denver coming up next hour. We'll talk to him about the process. We already spoke to Jim Caldwell, to the Broncos, and you just mentioned David Shaw. So apparently uh, Harbaugh has already been on the horn with them too, and they've had interest in Dan Quinn. Is he leaving, by the way? Is he going to be in the NFL when the season rolls well, around? if you believe what you read, the NCAA, I don't know. I, I don't even know how you get in trouble with the NCAA in this day and age, but apparently they're at the doorstep at Michigan ready to, you know, serve papers. Um, Michigan was ready to fire Harbaugh two years ago and hoping the NFL team was going to hire him. So maybe... You know, Harbaugh, he, Harbaugh is so full of crap. He just loves to have his butt kissed and be in that mix and have everybody, you know, wine and dine him and have his name circulated. So who knows where Harbaugh will go. But David Shaw, I'm with you. Shaw, you see him on TV when he does the stuff, the, uh, the hits on Fox. We interviewed him years ago. I think it would be a good pace to get back in the NFL. If you are wondering, it's our NFL Blitz. It's brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Lamar Jackson not at practice today. He's not playing. Downtown Tony Brown, Joe. He's not playing. Like, you keep thinking you're going to hear something that's going to change this before game time. He's not playing. There is not going to be a Willis Reed-like return from right. Lamar Jackson to take on the Bengals on the road. Yeah, I uh... – They got it like that. That one has gotten crazy. Never consummating the contract. Um, would things be different? Uh, the, the, the Ravens have the high ground. They can simply franchise tag him for two years if they had to. So, I don't, I don't know where they go with this one. This and, and the guy shows you he he's worth his weight in gold because you're not going to go anywhere no. without him. No. And they got the great defense. You know, and they, they brought in uh, Roquan Smith. That was a huge pickup, by the way. They gave him the contract because he's a huge ad- addition to the defense. Yeah, man. All right. More to get to, guys. Josh Kendall's going to join us from The Athletic. Love this song, by the way. Mm. What's up, Killer Mike? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell coming up. Yeah, man, no, man. We're going to get into what three dogs are ranked the highest on the NFL board right now. We're going to tell you that at 4 o'clock. But let's talk to our man, Josh Kendall. He covers our Atlanta Falcons for The Athletic. And, Josh, great job all year, man, covering this team. And, you know, we all know it didn't didn't go the way we wanted. We hope that uh, they can win some more games and maybe be playoff eligible. But – we got to move forward, and I want to ask you about this quarterback decision. What's your gut tell you? Because we had Coach on yesterday about this, and I know you guys probably asked him in his presser yesterday, and we said, look, you know, have you seen enough? What, what's the determination on Desmond Ritter? Because if you make that decision, then your draft board looks a little bit different moving forward. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hesitate to even say my gut. What does my gut tell me? What's it tell is you? that they'll go into 2023 with Desmond Ritter as the starter, that they won't draft a quarterback in the first round. I think that, you know, Desmond Ritter proved that he will. I think what Desmond Ritter proved in the last four games of the year is he'll be just fine. He might be a little bit better than that, but I think his floor is just fine. Hmm. And most people in the NFL have to live with just fine at quarterback. You get, you know, the elite guys are called elite for a reason. They're few and far between. They don't come around even every year. And when they do come around, your chances of getting them are not great. If they're elite guys here, they're probably going to be gone before eight. 
it's going to take a king's ransom to move up from eight, or maybe not a king's ransom, but more than Atlanta is likely willing to pay to move up from eight into that three two range where maybe if you thought there was an elite guy, you could get him. So when you weigh all of the factors, I'm thinking this team sticks with Desmond Ritter and uses its resources elsewhere. I know we get a, a big uh, cap relief if we move on from Mariota. So find someone of Mariota or lesser value next year to back him up. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that would be my expectation. I don't think it's going to be Logan Woodside. I think they're comfortable with Logan Woodside. I think they appreciate Logan Woodside being the being there, you know, a port in a storm. But I don't think they go into this 2023 season with him being one snap away from from taking over as the starter. Josh, we've been talking about the plan, the next phase of the plan. It's Josh Kendall from the Athletic talking about our Falcons. What is that plan? Yeah. What is the plan for Terry Fontenot? What do you think it is? I, you know, I think it's I think it's probably relatively boring. It's just to keep <laughs> chipping away at this team's many weaknesses. And you know, it's it's you know, keep patching holes, keep plugging holes, keep strengthening the roster in any way you can and hope that one day it all coalesces into a really good team. You know, I don't think anybody could realistically look out there and say, we want to be the Patriots. We want to be Bill, Chip, Bill Belichick's Patriots. We want to win six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls. That's not realistic. But I think a model that is really, really realistic is what you see from the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin. And that's just to be a tough out every week and therefore every year. So I think that you – know, and, and the Steelers – you know, there's not a lot exciting about Steelers off seasons generally. There's not a lot of big splash headlines around the Steelers, you know, 12 months out of the year. It's just sort of this, the daily grind and the daily slog. Um, you know, this is a big draft for the Falcons, you know, because if you're drafting, this is your third straight top 10 pick. If you're drafting four, if you're drafting, if you're drafting the top 10 four straight years, then you're talking about, we're talking about Terry and Arthur's job security. Right. So they need to get this one right, and then they need to get out of this range. He, Terry Fontenot said unsolicited, and very obviously yesterday, now we're entering the next phase of the plan. The next phase means this should be a competitive team. Um, we can all look at several bright spots in the last two years with this team. You can look at it, and you can absolutely see progress. You can see things moving in a generally positive direction. But this team's been seven and ten for two straight years. That's not going to cut it in year three if you're going to keep saying we're moving in the right direction. It is Josh Kendall from the Athletic Guys covers the Falcons here on the WadeFord.com hotline, and he's a heck of a scratch golfer too. Uh, Josh, let's go like we'll go sort of like uh, unit by unit. I'll go from left to right. Obviously, Jake's not going anywhere. Are they going to bring back Elijah Wilkinson? He was on a one-year deal. Are they going to look for the best left guard that money can buy? I think they'll probably look for the best left guard that money can buy and mm-hmm. be okay if they have to come back to Elijah, because he really did help stabilize that position. But I, but I would not be surprised to see them insert a new body there. Will they try to upgrade Dalman? Are they happy with Dalman? I think they stick with Dalman. I think that they you know, feel like they're investing in, in Drew Dalman and investing in the way they want to play offensive line. That's a really critical position for all the cohesiveness. They really liked all the cohesiveness. They really liked the way that group played as a unit. Drew Dalman was a guy who – Arthur Smith thought really highly of when he drafted him his first year, was kind of surprised he was there in the fourth round. I think they think Drew Dolan can be a really good player. I think they stick with Drew Dolan. Obviously, Lindstrom's not going anywhere. And just finally, Carl and I spent a lot of time with McGarry. Good run blocker, bad pass blocker. Are they going to let him test the market, or are they going to bring him back? 
I think, yeah, again, this is a gut feeling. I think they bring Caleb McGarry back. I think it probably costs them a little more money than it would have if they had picked up the fifth-year option, but I think they bring Caleb McGarry back. The reason is because this is a run-first identity, at least, team, and Caleb McGarry did that really well. This was the best year. If, you, if you're, I don't know where you come down on PFF grades, mm-hmm. but they do pay attention. They do put the work in. This was Caleb McGarry's highest-graded year of his career. He was the fourth-graded tackle in the in the NFL. His run blocking was excellent. His pass blocking was okay. So I think that the, I think that they stick with Caleb McGarry because I think that they like the cohesiveness on the offensive line. I think they like what Caleb brings in terms of intensity. I think they like um, that he responded the right way to not get his fifth year option picked up. It is Josh Kendall. What are we going to do with DC? Is there a front runner? What are you hearing, and what do you think they will do? Will we stay with the guy who knows the 3-4, or does that matter? I think it matters, and I think you stay with a guy who's at least maybe not – he's run only the 3-4, but he's got at least enough knowledge of the 3-4 that, you know, he can run it effectively. This is a team that's built around trying to be multiple defensively, trying to be hybrid defensively, and they'll, be, they'll hire a guy who they think can do that if there's a front runner right now, I don't know who it who it is. The intriguing candidates to me are the two guys who are with the Patriots right now, Gerard Mayo and Brian Flores, because Atlanta has connections there through Dean. They, you know, they're all sort of wrapped up in that same basic defensive scheme, defensive framework. If if I'm Arthur Smith, and I'm not, if I'm Arthur Smith, those are certainly two guys that I talk to. We are talking about the Falcons guys because now we can talk about part. Whatever this is of the part three, Carl, of three, three, phase three, <laughs> phase three is going to be nice, Carl. We're going to have condos and townhouses <laughs> and a big community pool in phase three. Uh, Josh Tendles with us here on the waitfor.com hotline. Um, priority one in the draft. Best. I mean, I know we always say best athlete, but you, is, do you and we're going to see through the combine. But you feel we've got to address the edge rusher or do you feel that Ebikati has shown enough progress that he will take a leap? Or do you say a defensive tackle makes everybody better on that line? Well, I think you've got to address the pass rush through either an edge rusher or a defensive tackle. That and that's not that doesn't even have to be a a, a down vote on Arnold Evakiti. You just need more than two guys, more than three guys, if you can get them. You know, if you, if you if you're saying we feel good about, and I'm not saying they are, but if their Falcons are saying, all right, we feel good about Lorenzo Carter, Arnold Evakiti, and D'Angelo McGrone alone progressing as edge rushers as guys who can affect the quarterback you still need more there but you also very much need somebody to put beside Grady Jarrett especially with TQ Graham coming off of the knee TQ is a guy who was really progressing pretty well so if you look at if Atlanta sticks at eight and you feel like those quarterbacks are going to be up there high um, Will Anderson's almost certainly gone you know you shouldn't dream that Jalen Carter's almost certainly gone but the edge rusher and the defensive tackle um out of Clemson, Brissee and Murphy, you know, those are guys who are real highly thought of. And one of those guys you would think is going to be around, um, be around at eight. But that's, you know, that's where my mind is right now. Josh Kendall, our guest guys talking Falcons. Um, would you draft a, a speedster at wide receiver? And, and what about the running back spot? When you look at Tyler Algier in the year he's had, how confident are you that he's going to be the, the workhorse? Oh, I think he's going to he's going to be the workhorse for sure. Um, I don't expect him to expend any more draft capital on running back. They'll keep adding guys. They'll hope that Caleb Huntley comes back healthy because they like him. But as you can see from the fact that they got a really good running back in the fifth round, unless Derrick Henry 
is reincarnated, I don't see any reason to go drafting any any running backs in the first three or even even four rounds. You might see them add some depth late in the draft if there's a guy that they really like. And yeah, I mean, they, this team still definitely needs needs wide receiver help. I could see them addressing that in free agency or in the draft. Um, you know, it might be more likely that you see this team draft a wide receiver in the second or third round who they think can help them because, frankly, it might be tough to attract a top wide receiver in free agency mm-hmm. because everybody knows that Drake London is wide receiver one here, and everybody knows that Kyle Pitts is coming back, and everybody knows that after that in this offense, or at least what we've seen in this offense the last two years, there are only about 30 catches to go around. So, you know, it's not it's not like it's a – it's not like it's a great option for a high-profile free agent wide receiver. Right. So I think you see them address that in the middle rounds. Falcons coverage on the Athletic from Josh Kendall here, guys, on Dukes and Bell. Uh, just real quick, I'm going to throw some more names at you. Guys that were on those uh, prove-it one-year deals, Rashawn Evans and Lorenzo Carter. Uh, either one of those are both coming back? I think both. I think uh, Dean Pease couldn't, you know, you know and I, we know Dean's not here anymore, but, uh, you know, he was always spoke very highly of what Rashawn brought to the team. Still a young player. Um, came in here on a one-year deal, you know, played you know, played as, as hard as he could. Um, I, I think he comes back. I think Carter comes back, too. Uh, uh, Terry and Arthur both sort of leaned towards saying there are several of those guys that we'd, that we'd like to bring back. I'm guessing those are two of them. Well, I tell you what, it's going to be an interesting offseason. There's no doubt about it, Josh Kendall, and we appreciate you joining us today, and uh, we'll be watching all the things. Are you going to go check the uh, coaching staff out at the East-West Shrine? Are you going down there? That, to be determined, but probably so. Okay. All right, man. Just yeah. curious. I mean, I know this is uh, – He says, <laughs> says budgets, Mike. Budgets. <laughs> Not in his hands. <laughs> I mean, athletic, I mean, maybe put him in a Motel 6, but, you know, Josh can tough it out. All right, brother, before you know it, we'll get to talk Masters with you too, man. Uh, thanks for the time today. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was just expecting him to say, of course, but he's right. I mean, in this day and age. Right, right. But, again, you do get a chance to look at some of these guys. Now, sometimes that's a blessing and a curse because one year we were down at the Senior Bowl and they fell in love with Rasheed Hageman. They did. Well, I fell in love with his size. First time I saw Rasheed Hageman, I was like, good Lord. And then it became three and a half years of Brian Cox screaming at him to give his better effort. He did play in the Super Bowl, though. Didn't he, Bo? If I remember correctly, Rasheed Hageman, if I remember correctly. They can never take that away from no, him. No, I know. I just, I, you just want more. But, yeah, every now and then you find those diamond in diamonds uh, in the right. rough. All right, guys, coming up, yeah, man, no man's on the way. Again, Atlanta, Georgia, South Georgia, be weather aware today. We know our signal's mm. big, guys, and you guys can hear us. Just be aware some of these storms are kicking up, and uh, there's a lot more involved. So mm. make sure you're, you're staying in tune with what's going on so you can keep your family safe. All right, we're coming back. Yeah, man, no man's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell, a day away from the weekend, a day away from closer to the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk more about that coming up as some things are coming out. By the way, Sean Payton apparently is going to be interviewed by the Broncos, uh, as Adam Schefter was reporting. They're going to meet in L.A. to do this, but Schefter was saying that this is going to happen, um, talking about, uh, is it the Broncos? It might be another team. Hold on. Cardinals but, yesterday. Could be Broncos today. Benjamin Albright's going to join us from KOA in Denver. So we'll get to the skinny next, uh, coming up next segment. Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's wondering, you know, at what point who's going to talk to who and when. Denver is scheduled the first team this month to have an in person, head to head interview with Sean Payton. It is going to happen in LA. Hey, we said this yesterday. World is his oyster, man. Sit there and wait around, man. You get a better gig. All right. We're coming uh, uh, top of the hour, all right, 4 o'clock. We're going to talk about the dogs that are going to be on the board. Who are the top dogs that will be there and probably will be picked in the first round? We're going to get into that. But right now, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like they should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce. Bigger, better, bolder. All right, Bo, what's happening today, man? Happy Thursday. Yeah. Um, boy, it looks dark behind you guys. It's, uh, it's nice and uh, John Frick, you'd be losing his mind right now if he was on the air. There are storms. The radar is yellow and red. Yeah, it's... Well, I got to be honest. Full disclosure, um, I'm talking to my neighbors right now because you know, in the South Side, we are just a magnet for these storms. And the, the tornado that hit noon and two years ago, obviously fresh in many, many folks' minds. So it's for the first time as a homeowner, Carl. I actually do pay attention to this stuff as opposed to living, you know, living in the city. And we know the city can get it as it did back in '06. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, um, these storms, you know, we get them. We know usually in the spring, but. You can get them now, man, and we right. are, and, and you just got to be aware of what's going on. I was telling Bo earlier, we were talking about this. You know, you try to prepare everything. It's Mother Nature. There's, there's nothing you can do. You just want to make sure your life, your family's life, right. your pets, everybody hopefully is away from any damage, and then you can assess. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you have to do. All right, Bo, man, what's happening? I yeah. don't care. 
Thank you, John. Thanks, yeah, I instructed Sprinkles to get in a bathtub and put a blanket over her, so <laughs> she should be good to go. <laughs> right. um, so there's been a lot of talk recently that the Bears got number one pick, and what will they do with it? And they even asked the, uh, the general manager, I think it's Ryan Poles, I believe is his first, is his is. first name. I think mm-hmm. he got his first name right. Uh, you know, hey, are you going to – are you open to taking a quarterback there? And he was like, well, you know, i got to be blown away. There's all the talk about Justin Fields. Well, on the show Speak, which is hosted by Joy Taylor, and um, her co-hosts are LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Akko, LaShawn McCoy took aim at Justin Fields' pocket passing ability. Justin Fields, you know he ranks 31st in, in pass uh, completions mm-hmm. percentage, yep. right? He's last in yards per game passing. So just as bad as his defense was, throwing the ball and being efficient with completions, he's the same. He was bad. So my thing is, when I really look at what the, what the GM said, like, ah, he might need to go out there and get a quarterback. Because the most important position in football is the quarterback. And our quarterback couldn't pass the ball at all. Mm. He was last in yards per game and completions. He was 30. If we got to pass the ball, this is a passing league now. To who? That's my thing. It works the same way. Because if you ask wide receivers, which I've asked, how you feel about Justin Fields as a passer? They don't want to go there and play for him. Well, see, that's, I know you guys out there love to hear from the athletes, but, I mean, you're going to move on from Fields? Really? Okay, that's, that's good, good luck with that. Well, you got to get a coach in there to help him with his accuracy. He can throw you the – Carl, you saw what he did in the semifinal game. Absolutely. He can throw lasers. Who is he throwing – who is it on the – on the, who said who? That's the point. Who the is he throwing to? Well, hold on a second. They traded a second uh, – well, essentially the uh, first-round pick or the 32nd for pick Claypool. in the draft for Claypool. Claypool only had 14 catches. Claypool – Whoa, 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 whoa. Claypool is a top-five receiver. It, that's what I'm said. saying. Needed to be said. By the way, Cole Komet is probably the best receiver. He's a tight end. He's, he's a good player. But yeah. Daryl Mooney's there. I mean, uh, Equamnus St. Brown was there. He played with – did he not play with the Packers, Did right? you say Equamnus? That's equanimous. Equanimous. It's Equamnus <laughs> to me. damn Equamnus St. Brown. Let me tell you something. If you want someone to pronounce your name right, don't make it, tw- what, 15 letters. Yeah, yeah. when you're Mr. Darnell Mooney would also like a word. Yeah. When you're Mr. Universe, I you said Darnell Mooney. kids whatever you want, Carl. I, Bo, here's, here's your point. You're saying they got a couple of guys. The passing game was abysmal, guys. If you're going to look at this, who said that, by the way? Who, who Was that the running back? That was LaShawn McCoy, who's okay. talked to players in that locker room, according to him. Shady. Shh. <laughs> Shady. Be quiet. Yeah. They're not moving on from Justin Fields. Now, I know this will be a narrative that we'll talk about between now and draft night, and I get it. They had the number one pick. you got to look at all this stuff. Mm. There's no guarantee, as much as I love Young at Alabama, Mike, that he's going to be great in the NFL. I've already seen what Justin Fields is going to look like. Build the team around him, and I guarantee right. you this thing is going to look a lot different. Well, you brought in, you remember, he, he got there first, and Matt Nagy was there. And Nagy, maybe his lot in life is to be an offensive coordinator assistant. But then you bring in a defensive coach. That's, that's where I think the Bears screwed up. Why would you bring in a defensive coach when you've got the investment in Justin Fields? Eberflus. You, you need to get the best quarterback coach money can buy to improve the footwork, the, all the things he's got to do to get the ball out. Because, Carl, you saw this season, when, he, when, he, when he's doing things right, he can drop a dime anywhere on the field well, with a cannon, but he's not doing it consistently. I got, I got a problem with that, though. Why does it matter who the head coach is? Because, hold on, now hold on a second. 
The job is to go hire an OC and a quarterback coach. The head coach doesn't need to be the one that necessarily has to develop the quarterback. Well, hold on. Who, hold on. Who developed Matt Ryan when he became in as a rookie? He didn't have an offensive-minded head coach. He had Mike Smith, and Mike Smith went and hired a guy. So I mean, they, even, they brought in uh, what's his face, Mister Run the Ball, uh, five hundred. Yeah, that was, was the OC. The head coach, <laughs> the head coaching Nolan? hire does not matter about uh, necessarily. Malarkey. Mike Malarkey. Was yeah, but he's the OC. But his about, job is to this, handle the quarterback. This organization is the worst in the NFL, and now they're going to get the Big Ten commissioner to come in and straighten it out. This team is a is a joke. You're bringing a defensive coach to your point, Bo, and then they ter- they trade their best defensive players. But this team is a train wreck. But you they're need, in a rebuild. But, there. You've, but you've got a young quarterback. You've got to get a bet. You need to get the bet. I'm not saying these other quarterbacks have not flourished without having this, but this kid needs help. He so, needs help. So if, but, it, so if it's a rebuild, then Shady, shh. Well, now I agree there. But because here's what he's saying if it's a rebuild and you believe that, then it doesn't make sense to, to criticize Justin Fields and what you're looking at from a percentage standpoint and how. How terrible the passing game! The was. head coach's job is not to develop the quarterback. The head but, coach. Hold on a second. The head coach's job is to hire a staff to yes, develop. Exactly. We can't. But 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 a defensive minded coach that has nothing to do with it because guys can go pick the right guy. Now we all talk. Now here's the here's the thing with me. We always talk about what Justin Fields doesn't have as far as receivers, but yet we sit here and judge what Desmond Ritter's done in four games. Who the hell is Desmond Ritter throwing to other than Drake London? And he's able to throw for 200 yards in two of four games. And mind you, by the way, Marcus Mariota threw for three 200-yard games in, what, 14 games. Okay, I'll answer that question by refuting what you just said. His head coach and his offensive coordinator is better. But that's uh, but that's uh, the, that's uh, the job. Uh, uh, so hold on a second. Arthur he's got Smith. Charles London as his quarterback coach. Given. And they brought in Luke Getzky. The the OC, by the way, is Luke Getzky, who was, again, one of the Packers guys, just like Nathan uh, who did crap. Getzky did did a good job of, of, as the season going along, developing more of the offense around Justin. But I want to answer Squid's question here for a second because this is something that I disagree with him on. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, and that is you say it doesn't matter to the head coach. If the head coach is an offensive-minded guy like our guy is, Arthur Smith, your quarterback play is improved. I, I no disrespect to Charles London. I I guarantee you, I know for a fact who's in those meetings with the quarterbacks and talking to them and talking about play calling and talking about adjustments. And my point is, the reason why our guys have looked better than what you're saying, and, and it seems like we're more productive at times than Justin Fields, is because we have an offensive-minded head coach who's working with those guys. Okay, it didn't work with Matt Nagy. It didn't work with Nathaniel Hackett in Green Bay. They it, it doesn't ready. It doesn't – the point is, is it doesn't matter. The job of the head coach is not to develop the freaking quarterback. It's to hire – some the right people to do oh, it's it. It's part of the job description, but, but don't be so naive. No, but the point is, is you act like only offensive head coaches yeah. can develop well, quarterbacks. That's cer- completely a false I narrative. I would certainly have brought in an offensive mind and not a defensive coach when everybody in Chicago knows this thing is going to stop on a dime with Fields if you're ever going to turn this thing around. Come on. You know this. No, no. You I, just don't like Justin Fields. It has nothing to do with Justin Fields. You're saying that the head coach's job is to develop the quarterback. No, he's bringing an OC. Yes. Look, Mike LaFleur is a fine OC, but he couldn't develop the, the guy that Zach Wilson up there. It's not always only owned one person. It's easy to blame Eberflus, but 
He is job is to bring in. He's supposed to manage the entire organization. He's got to hire the so, right people to do that. This gets us back to what we were talking about with the Falcons. And we're talking about Justin Fields, by the way. Uh, Shady McCoy on a show basically saying, listen, they should be looking at quarterback with that first overall pick. Bo, this gets us back to the Falcons. This is why that defensive hire is going to be such a big deal. This is why, because Coach Arthur Smith is going to trust whoever he's going to bring in, as he did with Dean Pease, to run this defense. And, guys, I'm with Bo as far as when you hire a head coach, we get the guy. I always tell you guys this. What's the staff look like? The hiring of the staff is as important. And and I think that's why when we say who's going to be our defensive coordinator, because to Bo's point, Arthur Smith's not going to be in those meetings. Mm -hmm. He's overseeing everything else. Now, he may be involved with the offensive stuff because he's calling the plays. But at the end of the day, Mike, you got to trust a guy and bring in the right guy. They didn't bring in the right guy. And, Bo, I apologize if you do have nothing against Fields. Don't mean to go down that road. Here's the deal. This isn't personal for me. Article on the Chicago Sun-Times, which I just found, um, the quarterback's coach is Andrew Janako. Great name for Chicago. (laughs) That is. Andrew Janako's experience is one year in Minnesota as quarterback's coach. His only other time working with quarterbacks at Mercyhurst College in Erie, Pennsylvania. So right I'm just saying, Bo, yes, you might, well, you're not defined by an assistant coach, but if I'm Chicago, I might have vetted a better person to be working with Justin Fields since he's only the face of the franchise. Do, do you know what Charles London's quarterback coaching experience Zero. was? Zero. Exactly. He's a running back. So, and some people don't exactly think that's a great hire either. So, I mean, Matt, you know, Matt LaFleur, when he came in here, had essentially never – I don't think he'd ever coached quarterbacks. So, I know he played quarterback in, like, D2 because I got to know Matt LaFleur pretty well during his time here. I'm just telling you, I get tired of the narrative that it's all on the head coach. Your job is a head coach. Because here's the I, thing. I, I just think my, the uh, player's got to develop, but a young player, you've got to put people around him to but, help him develop but, in some but cases. But you, you can't blame the head coach for the development. The head coach is managing the entire organization well, of game every fields, week. He's going to be fired, too, well, so his, he, then now, he's not done his job. Now blame his OC, but you don't blame the head coach. Well, and I think it depends on the circumstances. Kyle Shanahan is totally running and involved with his quarterback and Brock Purdy. It depends on the situation and what team we're talking about and how involved that particular coach is. We know this. Hell, he made Matt an MVP. We know he's working with quarter. Brock Purdy's about to lead the 49ers into the uh, the, uh, playoffs. I think every situation is different, but I hear where you're at, Bo. What else you got? Oh, we got to go. And, no, it's never personal to me. Just because I give my opinion and I don't agree with people it doesn't mean it's personal. If you take it that way, then you're making it personal. Yeah, Man No Man is brought to you by W Sauce, which is bigger, better, bolder. Go to the WSauce.com, find a retailer near you. And don't forget the Georgia Hemp Company. All your latest CBD needs, go to the GeorgiaHempCompany.com. Use code SQUIDBILLY10. Get 10% off your purchase. Turtle, hit my music. And I shouldn't say personal, Carl. I should say agendas. Because for years, we've been told Baker Mayfield, it was about coaches. But with Fields, it's not about coaches. Coming up, who's on the board? What dogs are coming off the board potentially in the first round? We're going to talk about it when we come back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.